Good evening. You are listening to the Riverside Voice. I am Annie. I'm Lauren. And it is October 30th, Halloween Eve Eve. <laughs> Tonight we have a special guest, Spokane native Teresa Carpini, Woo-hoo! and also Spokesman Review marketing guru. Hello. Whoa. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yeah. We are we're so, so glad to have you. Yeah, we're, we're so glad to have you. Um, right now, we're having a little fireside chat with beer, and we're going to talk about Ruins, the restaurant, the Ridpath Hotel, and Spokane Throw. But we're going to start out by talking with Teresa about one of our favorite things, which is beer. Yes. That's one of my favorite things, too. So I hear you're kind of a beer expert. Yes. <laughs> um, I really, really like beer. Um, I like to homebrew beer. I like to try different kinds of beer. So, um, it's been really exciting to be in Spokane for the past couple of years because a lot of breweries have opened up, um, for a, most of the time when I was growing up here, when I wasn't drinking beer. Um, and then even when I came back, there was only like one brewery, one or two maybe, and a couple in Idaho. And now there's like 30 within 50 miles. <laughs> so, wow. um, there's lots of different, uh, breweries that are opening and, um, different styles of beer that are coming to the area, so that's very exciting. What are some of your favorite breweries? Um, in Spokane, my favorite brewery is probably Iron Goat, um, which they have a great little place um, kind of in the east central area, um, but it's uh, they're great people and they have really good um, IPAs and their Impaler uh, Double IPA is probably my favorite beer that they have. I like the Garbage Pale Ale mm-hmm. from Iron Goat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Based on the, the Garbage Goat. It's downtown. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Their logo is the, the, the Garbage Eating Goat. Nice. They even have a little replica in the tap room. It doesn't work, though. It's not like oh. the vacuum. But it's just a little steel. Looks cute. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then um, a new brewery is just opening up, and I got a little sneak preview last night um, of Black Label Brewing, mm-hmm. which is going to be opening up. At the new uh, Saranac Commons down oh, on Maine, yeah. um, 19, 19 West Maine, okay. um, and there's going to be like five or six businesses there. There's a bakery. There's I think there's like a, a food retailer, um, like Mediterranean food. Um, yeah, there's a couple other ones. Um, and so Black Label Brewing is going to be opening up in there, a coffee shop and a couple other retail things. Oh, that's so. There, they did a Kickstarter campaign about a year ago. Perfect. Um, and they raised enough money to buy equipment and get all the licenses. And they are really focused on being uh, green and organic, very sustainable. Um, they have a hop farm out in Garden Springs where they grow their own hops. And um, they want to do some with the bakery right there. They want to be able to uh, roast malt with the bakers and use spent grain from brewing to make bread with them and so it's going to be a really cool kind of community atmosphere super cool so yeah yeah do you have any idea when that's opening did they say they are shooting for uh about a month okay uh, hopefully definitely by thanksgiving so so um, but yeah they're real cool and they are really excited about what they're going to be doing in that area yeah yeah that's really neat um i don't know any other tips you have for someone who's you know, likes beer, wants to get out and about in Spokane? Yes. Um, you should stop by a brewery um, and ask it for a copy of the Inland Northwest Ale Trail. It's a map, and it has um, information about all these different breweries in North Idaho and 
at Eastern Washington. And it'll give you, you know, the address, the contact information, and it'll let you know if they serve food on the premises or if they have food trucks that come by. And um, they will, and if you stop by the brewery, you get a stamp in your book. And then if you get a certain number of stamps, you get um, a growler Ooh. that you get to, you know, keep. So then you can take beer from the brewery's home. Yeah. So, so that's pretty cool. Uh, Inland Northwest Ale Trail is what it's called. So uh, pick up a copy and uh, they'll get you started. That's <laughs> awesome. That's really cool. Yes. Good, good tip. Okay. I think I will go to Brewery City Brewery first. Mm-hmm. Yes. I was just here last night, too. I love it. Mm-hmm. They also make their own root beer. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I haven't been there. I'm a big fan. My family's a big fan of No Lie. Mm-hmm. We go there every time they're in town. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. It's, it's close to Gonzaga, yep. so. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was the only one I knew about. <laughs> well, that's, that was the, pretty much the only one that was open for a long time. Um, and Steam Plants mm-hmm. um, downtown, they brew their own beer, too. But those two places were kind of the only ones for a while, and now the Steam Line has a great tasting tray. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they do. They have. Have you tried their um, jalapeno ale? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's great. I don't know how it's you can so drink a whole pint of it. I've just yeah, had no, like, it's a totally just a taste, taste of it. But yeah. I've heard that you know it's real, like really good. Like some people really love if it. If you're into so. that sort of thing, and it was something that I remember when they first brewed it. It was like. How often are you going to do this? And they're like, depends on how well it does. And it's a regular tap now. So oh, it must be pretty popular. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's yeah. funny. Well, speaking of restaurants, Annie and I went to Ruins today. Mm-hmm. And it's my first time there. Annie's been there before, but just for lunch. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we just want to check it out because it's a new restaurant in Spokane. It's been getting a lot of good attention. Mm-hmm. Um, Annie, what were your, what were your thoughts? My thoughts, well, I support the management of Ruins because I know the owners and I think they're very talented in how they cook things. I mean, Lauren and I were looking at the menu items and there were about five items (laughs) where there was at least one ingredient we had not heard of. So, and and our waitress was great. She, She answered our questions, you know. We didn't feel clueless, um, and we ventured out to try different things, such as the duck mole with homily. Uh, homily. Homily. Yeah. <laughs> not a homily. No, 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 not a homily. Don't, don't eat the homily. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> and I think, I think for dinner, um, the I mean, the atmosphere is a tad romantic, but I, I wouldn't go there for a date. I, I would rather go there with a friend, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a nice place. Um, I felt like for dinner, the portions were really small. Yeah. Um, You'll probably be full. Or, no, I'm sorry. You probably won't be full <laughs> after you eat there. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, the portions were small for how much it cost. Not that it was, like, prohibitively expensive. No. But just more than I would want to pay for how much food I didn't get. Mm-hmm. Um and, yeah, I just felt like there were so many better places in Spokane that you can go that I don't know if Ruins is somewhere I'll go back to. And I think, I mean, we wanted to go there to have the food experience. And mm-hmm. what Ruins' mission is, is they want to create unique drinks. They, okay. they really want to push their drinks and then have small bites. Okay, so, I didn't know that. Yeah, which which is pretty unique. I mean, I don't I don't know of a lot of other restaurants in Spokane that just focus on their drinks. I mean, Mizuna makes great drinks. 
a lot of restaurants have really fabulous drinks to go with their meals. But yeah, I think um, in trying to be different, they they switch the menu items. I think every two weeks, wow. so it keeps things fresh and. You know, if you're a regular, you won't have the same thing twice. Yeah, and we both just ordered beer, but um, the uh, the drink menu for cocktails and stuff definitely looked very elaborate mm-hmm. and really interesting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I could see it being a great place to go for a cocktail. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would go back for dinner, but I guess if I was just going somewhere for a drink, that could be good. Yeah. Is it a very big space? Like, how many tables were there? That's a good question. It definitely so... didn't feel small. Okay. No. Yeah. No. I mean, it was busy. It was packed when we wow. were there. Yeah. Probably yeah. about 50 people yeah. in there. Yeah. Okay. It's like 40 mm-hmm. 50. That's good. Because, mm-hmm. like, when you're talking about cocktails, it's hard to imagine going somewhere and sitting down for a cocktail like you would at a restaurant. But right. it, it kind of has that kind of energy of almost, like, a nightclub or a speakeasy or something like that, maybe. Yeah. It definitely had more of a restaurant feel to me. Just mm-hmm. the vibe was definitely more restaurant than it is, like, a, a nightclub mm-hmm. or even a bar, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but who knows? Maybe that's because we were there on a Thursday. Maybe it's different on a on Saturday weekends. night. or Yeah. 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 Yeah, and its location is by the YMCA, Central YMCA in Spokane. It's by the courthouse. Yeah, it's on the corner of Monroe and Mallon. Mallon. Yes. Yep. Monroe and Mallon. Yes, and you can't look it up on Google Maps. I learned that's a hard way. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, they, they keep it pretty secret. It's kind of like a hole in the wall. Mm-hmm. Even their door, they, they have a... A sign outside. A sandwich board sign. A sandwich yeah. board sign. But if that was enough, you would have a hard time if you didn't know what you were looking for. But <laughs> yeah. um, but I, I like that. I like that it's kind of secreted that way. Uh, so I was talking to Lauren about this. I did some homework on why it's called Ruins. <laughs> and I, I, I got two answers. I, I didn't talk to the owner to get his word on this. But I talked to his employees at Stella's because he also owns Stella's Cafe. That Ruins is... Um, the name because when they went in the, the restaurant to remodel it and make it their own, it was just a wreck. It was, it was um, completely ruined. They had to <laughs> build it back up, which I think is cool. Kind of brick and mortar esque in their in their name, and it's also named after a Japanese band. Oh yeah, <laughs> naturally, yeah, naturally. <laughs> Very well known in Japan, I guess. I guess. Not, yeah. I'm big in Japan. <laughs> I'm big in Japan, right? Yeah. The Riverside Voice podcast, big in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, if you're curious about exploring something else rather than Stella's, if you're a fan of Stella's, uh, this will give you a different taste. And yeah, definitely and, unique food. Yep, I would say. And yep. the cocktails probably would be a really cool thing to check out if you're into that sort of thing. Yep. And I should also add the cook. The kitchen is run by one cook. He does all the cooking. That's, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> yep. yep. Pretty amazing. Wow. Well, there we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Are you more impressed? With the I am more impressed. I know we had our first impressions, and now that we're talking He's about like, it more, it's like, oh, okay. you go smoke away. In the <laughs> yeah. So, talking about one person shows, um, we're going to talk about the Rid Path and things that were in ruins. Oh, Look yes. at all these themes. Yes. So many themes. Yes. So many things. The Rid Path Hotel. Uh, let's see, who would like to give an introduction to that? Um, in the Rim Path is a famous hotel in Spokane for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, my my dad stayed in it when he was a kid. No you way. Know, yeah. 40, 50 years ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
So it's been around for a long time. Um, big part of Spokane. Some famous people have stayed there. I don't remember exactly. Who <laughs> yeah, Elvis sure. Presley has stayed there. Ooh, really, and Michael Jackson and the, um, politicians. Yeah. So, and so this empty. place sounds cursed. Is what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> if you stay there, you will die. <laughs> you might meet a tragic end. <laughs> well, well, it has met a tragic. Not end, but Not end. purgatory. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was um, abandoned for a long time. I don't. Mm-hmm. Do you know how long? Um, it was well. So what I what I read was that um, it was owned by the Ridpath family mm-hmm. for almost a hundred years, yes. and then they sold it in the mid in the late eighties. Right. And then after that, um, the current owners just didn't keep it in very good repair. So then it was bought. Um, I think in like 2006 by some investors who, and this was at the height of the, um, the bubble, the bubble, um, they were going to turn it into high rise, high price condos. And then the recession hit and some of them went through some legal trouble. And so it's been basically dormant for the past, uh, almost 10 years, eight years or so. Um, I think it officially closed in 2008. Which I was surprised. I thought it had closed earlier yeah. than that, even. But I think for that that period from the late '80s on, it was pretty run down and pretty, and not and not a desirable place to stay as it had been 50, 100 yeah, years ago. Kind of eclipsed by the Davenport. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, and the Davenport was shut down for a long yeah. time too, and yeah. then it kind of revived, and that probably had yeah some kind of impact on even yeah those opportunities. So now the Red Path is being remodeled, and they're turning it into apartments. And uh, most of the information I have about these apartments comes off of the Craigslist posting, where they are trying to sell these apartments. But um, they're supposed to be available uh, June 2015, but they're trying to get people to sign up um, and get on waiting lists now. And I'm pretty sure I remember when I was looking for an apartment just about two months ago, I'm pretty sure I remember those same postings saying they were going to be ready in February. 2015. Yeah. So I think it just keeps getting pushed back yeah. because it said February two months mm-hmm. ago and now it's saying June. So not sure how confident anyone can be in that mm-hmm. timeline. But one thing I noticed was that they've got a pretty wide uh, range of prices. Like some of them are as low as like 450 and then some of them are up closer to two grand a month. Mm-hmm. Um, and the $2,000 ones are like, you know, huge and they've got great views and they're, you know, on the top floors and they've got, you know, you've got lots of room, and then the 400-something ones are teeny tiny little micro-studios, um, probably about the size of a hotel room. Yeah. So. Yeah. Lauren, are they trying to manage artists' live workspace and low-income, lower-income housing, or are they targeting a specific... I definitely got the sense that they were looking more just for like average people. Okay. I didn't get the sense that they were marketing towards artists and there didn't say anything about it being like an income restricted housing. Okay. Um, and not a mixed use, not commercial or yeah. I mean, maybe they'll be commercial on the bottom or something, but yeah, it didn't say anything about office space Mm -hmm. or anything like that. It seemed like it was pretty much just residential Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, cause I know micro, micro apartments, micro studios have become a really popular thing in other cities. Mm-hmm. Usually cities where rent is a lot more exp- expensive than yeah. it is in Spokane. Okay. Cause you can get a $450 apartment in Spokane. that's going to be pretty good size and a yeah. good neighborhood, you know, mm-hmm. and in a lot of places you're just not going to see that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I was reading about apartments in Seattle and LA and New York where you get these teeny tiny apartments and they're like $800 a month or $1,000 yeah. a month. And that's like a great, amazing yeah. deal. Um, so I don't know how well that, um, that idea is going to fly in Spokane. Mm-hmm. Um, because I just don't know if downtown is a desirable enough mm-hmm. place to be that people are going to be like, yeah, I'm willing to live in this, you know, I think it was 230 square feet. Ooh, that's small. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's probably about the size of my list. <laughs> my room. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Even if you're downtown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's and because there are other housing options downtown. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see, you know, with that widespread, you know, mm-hmm. 400 to 2,000, if they're expecting families to be renting the top ones or if, or if it's just going to be people with very diverse incomes. Yeah, they get college students or, you know, single people who are renting the studios for $400. It's going to be a very different demographic than somebody who can afford a $2,000 apartment all by themselves. Yeah, the $2,000 ones, they didn't, from what I remember, they were mostly one bedrooms, just like very large loft style one bedroom, so it's not somewhere that a family would live, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe a couple, Mm -hmm. maybe a couple with a baby, but I can't see any, you know, anyone who had kids or anything living in those. Maybe I'm mistaken and there were a couple two bedrooms, but there was definitely nothing Mm -hmm. bigger than that. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Another apartment, not complex, but the apartments that are being constructed above Nudo and above mm-hmm. and by the Simply Dance Studio. Mm-hmm. I was reading about those and uh, they're going to be brand new um, mm-hmm. granite countertops, stainless steel kitchenware yeah. or kitchen appliances and those probably will run for 2 grand mm-hmm. a month. And for Spokane, I think that's, that's really high. So high. Yeah. Even if you get the glitter and sparkles. You know what? Those I those almost sound like they would be more like long-term uh, like, uh, hotel stays, like, for people, like, coming in, like, on the TV show, or coming in from out of town to work for two or three months, to have furnished apartments in a desirable area, Mm -hmm. a lot of times you'll see those kind of rentals. I watch a lot of HGTV with my mom. Oh, yeah, good times. (laughs) So, uh, so we're always, like, uh, there's a property income, or income property is what it's called, and so figuring out, like, what kind of people are you going to market that too? And I think for that kind of area, and you might get people who, you know, they're going to be here enough time that they don't want just a hotel room. Yeah. 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 When I was looking for apartments, I was kind of surprised because there are like Spokane rents are really low as Mm -hmm. we all know, but there were a few like luxury apartment buildings and Mm -hmm. it's, I don't know. It's interesting. It's like, I wonder who's living in those. Um, And I guess it's just people who have good jobs that don't, want to move into a house yeah. and you know they want to live in the city mm-hmm. but I I do there's some people too who I know people who have like houses out in the country or on a lake but they want a place in town still and so a lot of those places are really convenient these are people who are like retired and so they money. have lots of money <laughs> but yes. but still that's you know they don't need a lot of space in town they just want a place to kind of a central location to to crash and then they go off to the cabin on the weekends hmm. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the rid path goes. I think they're still having sort of some troubles as the fact that they've already just pushed their timeline back four months. Yeah, so it's also a right the way that area is right now. It would just living there, even if you knew the apartments were great and ready and everything, 
the traffic around that area, the community around that area is still not yeah. very desirable. So Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if that changes, you mm-hmm. know, having all those people suddenly mm-hmm. move in. And I don't know how many units they're having. Yeah. Which would be interesting. But I also always think about parking. When yeah. It's like we're putting in all this, these apartments downtown. It's like, where, where are these people going to park? Right. And yeah, are they building a parking garage? Mm-hmm. Do you have to pay extra for parking? Because yeah. some apartments, you know, you have to pay an extra $100 a month for parking. Right. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I work downtown, so I'm always like, quit taking up parking spots. <laughs> oh, no kidding. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Is the old Spokesman Review building, are those all, is that all office space? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and there's actually, there's a wine bar, a wine jazz bar that's moving into the bottom of the Chronicle side of the building. Cool. So the liquor license is up, and it's hopefully going to be, oh, so that'll be a nice, a kind of, especially with, there's some, the theaters that are all around that area. Yep. Yeah. So I think that'll be a really nice kind of destination for, yeah, know, after a show, yeah. before a show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Chronicle is a beautiful building, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, like that yeah. ivory tower. Yeah. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. And the gargoyles up on the top. Oh, yes. Speaking of beautiful buildings... Annie has news to share. <laughs> yeah, so many transitions. Yeah, I love it. So, the last section we're going to talk about is Spokane Throw. It's this, I think, excellent project taken on by... The Spokane Arts Fund, well, really created by the Spokane Arts Fund, a nonprofit in Spokane. And the guy who runs it, his name's Austin, and his idea was to receive love letters that people write to Spokane. And it, you know, it, it was it was really concise, you know, only twenty six word limit. And he would consult with artists who would weld and creates projections, uh, metal to be projected onto different buildings downtown. So throughout the month of October, these different love letters have been projected up on these buildings. And if you go onto our Tumblr blog and our WordPress blog, we'll have links to um, all the letters because Spokane Arts Fund or SpokaneThrow.com has all of those uh, love letters that they've received so, and I actually had one of my love letters yes, projected. It yes, yes, yep. It, it wasn't the whole thing. It was just one phrase, but I was still, I was on Riverside and I looked up and I read, I play, or what, what is it? Um, you're a song of, I play on repeat. And I just was like, I wrote that. I wrote that. And then on the Spokane throw a Facebook page. Um, well, anyway, you can... You, you they know, talked you, about her. Uh, yeah, yeah, they, they mentioned my first name, but um, they also mentioned the, the artist that created the beautiful... Um, uh, what is it? Sculpture? Yeah. Did you know that they had chosen it? No. Or was it a surprise? Oh, no, that's exciting. No, I did not know. That's so cool. Yeah, and I guess since they're not on Facebook, that's... <laughs> so yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but just a cool project in a way of kind of doing what we're all about here, which is just making people less negative about Spokane. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I was, I was going to bring up, there's a, I, would you call it a campaign she said, do you know about the Spokane doesn't suck trend? Right yeah. Now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A movement. Yeah. A all movement. Three, all yeah. three of us left Spokane and then and returned. So mm-hmm. that says something good about mm-hmm. the place or... Yeah. 
and know, the people. Something about us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you like the familiar, I guess. I don't know. No, no. <laughs> the, the familiar, but it is. It changes. It surprises us. It does change. Yeah. Um, I yeah. can't remember. Did you guys say that I grew up here? I think we mentioned that. Oh, okay, I grew up here, and I was gone for about eight years, and then I came back. I was very happy that I did. Mm-hmm. Good. Not just because of family, but I came back at a great time because um, I came back exactly four years ago. And uh, it's been really cool to see all these changes, all this, the art stuff that's going on, Create Spokane and the Bartlett and um, Terrain and, um, you know, and all these restaurants and breweries and I don't know. There's just, it's very different kind of uh yeah. Right now, I yeah. That energy, that and energy that is, you know, anything is possible if you get people who are actually care. Yeah, about something. Exactly. I think I think that's the thing. If people care, I mean, wonderful things happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, thank you for listening. We hope that you go out and try some of these new restaurants and breweries, and you know, join in with Spokane. Jump in there and uh, write your own love letter someday to Spokane. Yeah. So if you want to contact us, you can email us at riversidevoicepodcast at gmail.com. We are now on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr. Soon to be Instagram. Soon to be Instagram. <laughs> we are all over your social media. Everywhere you want. Yeah. We have a WordPress blog, so go find us somewhere. And um, Teresa, thank you so much for joining us. Teresa will be our correspondent. Thank our beer correspondent. Yes, our beer correspondent. you want me. <laughs> All right. Well, good night, Spokane. We will see you in a few weeks. And by the river. <laughs> <laughs>